into the party wagon and hold on to your pizza. This episode, we're going to be going over issue number nine of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. So the cover features Raphael on the side of a corner of a building, and on the other side, we see the chameleon. This is an homage to the uh, Ninja Turtles Raphael special, which was the first appearance of Casey Jones. This issue was plotted by Steve Levine and Dean Clorain, written by Dean Clorain, penciled by Jim Lawson, inked by Gary Fields. It is called Codename Chameleon. We start out, it says, Saturday morning, Turtle Headquarters, somewhere deep within Manhattan's sewers. We see the four turtles just sitting around, looking at the TV. Splinter comes in. My sons, how long has it been since you've patrolled the sewers? Did you hear something, Michelangelo? Says Raph. Nope, not a thing. Leo kind of looks at Master. Master Splinter is right. And besides, maybe we can pick up some groceries while we're out. Oh boy! Wonderful, says Raph. Now let's motivate, brothers. Everyone get your weapons. Swords, size, nunchucks, staff, shuriken. We see the turtles' hands reaching over at their weapons as they get ready to leave. Don't forget to pick up plenty of cheese, says Splinter as they leave. We're out of here, man, says Mikey as they leave. Ha, youth, headlong into the future, heedless of today. And what is happening in the world of news today? As Splinter turns on TV, we can see that April O'Neil is doing a report. Officers have yet to arrive at an explanation for the vandalism leading to the destruction over a thousand skylights last evening, obviously in reference to Wingnut and Screwloose. Elsewhere in the city today, a police manhunt is underway for a double agent believed to have stolen classified weapons plans from the top-secret files of the United Nations. The double agent is known only by the codename of Chameleon. He's believed to have gained access to UN files by posing as a United States diplomat. They show a picture of a man who has blonde hair, a blue jacket, and a red bow tie. His eyes seem to look like chameleon eyes, as in they go in different directions. Chameleon was last seen escaping on foot in the vicinity of Times Square. It is not known if he is armed. The weapons plans are said to be of vital importance to the maintenance of world peace. The exact weapon type is not known, but is said to be more profound than the most powerful intercontinental ballistic missiles currently employed by either the Soviet Union or the United States. Authorities have lent particular urgency to this manhunt, lest the plans fall into the wrong hands. We see April's report is also being watched by Oroko Saki, the Shredder. I want those plans, and I want them now. Bebop, rock steady. Duh, yes, Mr. Shredder, they both say in unison. I want you to find this so-called chameleon and bring him to me. I want him alive and unharmed, and I will not tolerate another failure. Take along a foot soldier and the knucklehead. Use them as backups, should you run into any difficulty. Begin your search in Times Square area, six blocks east of here. Watch out for police. Should you return empty-handed, I promise to conduct a further genetic experiment upon you both. Duh, we won't fail you this time, Mr. Shredder, says Rocksteady. Best not fools. More profound than an ICBM. I can't imagine what this weapon might be. It must be mine. Then we come to the title page. We see Chameleon, who's ducking into an alley. Call me Chameleon. They call me Profiteer. Call me Thief. Call me anything you want. Tell me I'm the best double agent of double agents. Forget that I'm the worst to have on your side. While I stab you in the back, tell me anything. Tell me everything. Just don't tell me my days are numbered. Police takes a shot at him. No, not just yet. I said halt! Not when I'm about to pull off the most important coup of my career. These plans may be worth millions. Once I escape and find a buyer, time to shake these cops off my tail. Time to get them out of my hair. 
he does a uh, sideways jump over a fence. As he runs, he does a somersault through a window with a crash into a whole room full of mannequins. How strange. A room full of disembodied bodies. No time to dwell on that. I've got to pull myself together and move. Need to find a place to hole up. A place where it'll be safe to gather my thoughts. To plan. He heads to the basement. I know just where to go. He looks down at a manhole, labeled Sewer. Down under. Wish I hadn't worn my best tux. Sewers. Yuck. Elsewhere, we see the turtles are patrolling their sewer. Wow, look at all the neat stuff floating in the sewer. There's a deflated balloon, something plastic, hamburger wrapper, an apple core, what might have been a chocolate bar. Lay off, Donatello, you're making me hungry, says Mike. You guys are such stomach heads, says Raph. Does anyone know where we are? I think we're somewhere beneath Times Square, says Leo. No, I think we're down by 8th Street and Avenue C. I say we're near Times Square. 8th Street, Times Square, 8th Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, prove it, disprove it. Hmm, voices up ahead, coming this way. I'll have to turn back around and head back into the chamber I just passed through, says the chameleon as he hears the far-off voices of the turtles. And back to the larger tunnel that led me here. What? Duh, what's this guy look like anyway? Wasn't you paying attention to the TV when they showed his picture? Uh, no, I was helping you screw into their light bulb. Voices are approaching from this direction, too. I can't go back. I can't go forward. Jeez, well, it kind of looks like... I better stash the stolen plans, since it looks like I'm stuck right in the middle. The middle of what? As we see, the scene opens up with the turtles emerging from one sewer pipe and Bebop and Rocksteady emerging from the other with the chameleon right in the middle. Weapons at the ready, brothers! It's Bebop and Rocksteady! He looks kinda like this guy! Use guys again? Rocksteady, grab that chameleon guy! And Rocksteady does. He grabs him and hutches his mouth with his huge arms just across his body. With pleasure, Bebop! <laughs> I'd let go of that guy if I were you, Rocksteady, says Leonardo. Oh, is that right? <laughs> well, let's listen up, righteous brothers. I'd like to show you something. Something special. Bebop says, out of the sewer tunnel, we see a silhouette of what can only be described as the Knucklehead, a spider-like robotic body that is run by a foot soldier on top who's controlling the handles for it. There are uh, punching fists all over the bottom. So if you've ever seen the toy, it's, it's very similar to that. This is the first appearance of the Knucklehead. Wow, says Donatello. On your toes, brothers. This here is a Knucklehead. The Shredder invented it for your enjoyment. Knucklehead emerges out as Rocksteady takes the chameleon Bebop follows behind. Yes, we're out of here. Spread out, Leo says to the turtles as they slam into action. Knucklehead takes out two of the turtles with its fist, Donatello and then Michelangelo flattening him into the wall. Raph jumps up at the foot soldier that's controlling it and is uh, pushed off by a uppercut, knocks him off and onto his back. Leo, it's a robot, says Raph. Robot, that's just what I wanted to hear. Leo jumps up and with a slice of his sword, cuts the foot soldier exactly in two pieces. As we can see, all the metal inside of him as he's cleft in two. See? There's no blood at all. Nice work, Leo! Just a little oil. Not far away in the Shredder's lair. We're back, Mr. Shredder. We brought you that chameleon guy. <laughs> but he ain't got no weapons plans on him. Bring him down and bring me some mutagen. Can't we make a deal? Certainly. You tell me where the stolen plans are, and I'll let you live. I was thinking more along the lines of selling them to you, says the chameleon. You'd get first and sole dibs on the plan. I'd make a small profit for my troubles. 
I don't think you understand your position, fool. Let me put it to you this way. If you don't tell me where the real plans are, I'll mutate you into a real chameleon guy. This isn't how one normally conducts business. This isn't business, fool. This is pleasure. Shredder says chameleon is tied up in ropes on a table as he dangles over him an actual chameleon. Mr. Shredder, here's the mutagen. And in aerosol form, perfect. Listen to me, chameleon. This mutagen acts on a body's genetic material. Through the merest contact with one's skin, it's able to enter the bloodstream and immediately interact with genetic codes given a body its form. The affected body physically mutates into a new form, which combines its original features of those last living organism the body had contact with. Be it wild boar and rhinoceros, or chameleon, the choice is yours. The chameleon is now placed down upon his face as it rides on his nose. Look of horror is in his eyes, which seem to be both facing the same place for once. All right, you've convinced me. The stolen plans are hidden in the space between some brick walls back in the sewer chamber your friends abducted me in. Excellent. Bebop. Rocksteady, retrieve the plans immediately. Consider it's gone. They throw over the mutagen canister and Shredder grabs it. Ha 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 ha. You can release me now, Shredder. Release you? I was hoping to convince you to join me. I figured once I've mutated you, that may be more apt to see things my way. Psst. He sprays him right in the face with the mutagen. And besides, you'll have nowhere else to go. Ha ha ha. You jerk! The transformation takes place, and we can see his face changing now. His hair is gone, and he's turning into the green chameleon. His eyes bulge out, and they go in different ways. You're going to regret this! As he mutates, the, the bonds that were holding him tear off. Shredder looks on and says, I doubt it. Wait a minute, where'd he go? So now, the chameleon is on the wall trying to climb away from the Shredder, and he's merged himself to be the exact color of a wall so Shredder cannot see him. Better men than you have trialed and failed in battle against me. Don't mess with me. I know you're there somewhere, fool. The chameleon silently slips out the door without being noticed. Meanwhile, back in the sewer chamber, I've just about figured it out. Donnie is messing with the foot with the knucklehead. I think I can run it if you need me to, Leo. Great, Don. Don't you think we've hunted around here long enough? Shouldn't we be going after Bebop and Rocksteady? Says Raph. Sure, but now that Don's had this time with the knucklehead... I mean, sure, now that Don's had his time with the knucklehead. Great. I mean, the trail goes colder here as we stand still. Raph says, Is this hot enough for you, turtles? They come in gums blazing. It's Bebop and Rocksteady shooting their, their blasters at him. Or is this giving you cold feet? Yuck! Yow! Watch out, brothers! Everyone, duck into the tunnel, quick, says Leo. <laughs> These guns are great, says Bebop to Rocksteady. What say we turn up the heat some more? <laughs> yeah, ain't no place for them to hide in the tunnel, says Rocksteady. That's what they think. The shuriken goes, duh, Bebop. They start throwing these shurikens, the throwing stars, at them, and they have to run for their lives out of the way as they see them coming. Move it, the turtles got throwing stars. Duh, maybe we'll be safe behind the knucklehead. They trade laser blasts and throwing stars until finally one of the throwing stars goes they trade throwing stars and laser blasts and then finally we can see after all of this the chameleon has come in and he's sticking to the ceiling looking down looks like a standoff from up here the turtle guy's throwing shuriken from the safety of the tunnel darkness and bebop and rocksteady with their ray guns from behind the legs of the knucklehead neither party capable of achieving an edge over the other i'd say it's high time to break their standoff duh what's that glow it's so colorful and dramatic a diversion the chameleon uses this to turn himself luminescent, where he just blinds everybody with his light. What's that? Don't matter. Just blast it. 
Bebop and Rocksteady take the time to blast upwards, giving the chameleon time just enough to get out of the way. An escape. He grabs the plans firmly in his hand and takes off in the tunnel before they actually collapse it with their laser blast. Maybe you oughta instead wish that this here knucklehead can save us from being squashed. They realize that they've collapsed the tunnel and it's coming in them. They're actually hiding underneath the knucklehead. I sure wish I had a better aim. Move further down the tunnel. Hurry, says Leonardo. Okay, hold up. It looks as like they've been cut off from the chamber. I'd say so. We're lucky to have escaped. Luckier than Bebop and Rocksteady are trapped beneath what must be tons of fallen debris. Not much of a victory, is it, says Leonardo. They all look kind of hangdog in expression. Later on, they head back to their sewer lair, and they're watching TV with Master Splinter. April from Channel 6 News comes back on. Are still unable to determine what caused the section of the street to collapse. Elsewhere in the city, police officials have called off the manhunt for the double agent known as Chameleon after the secret weapon plans that were stolen earlier today were found burnt nearly beyond recognition. An envelope delivered to the United Nations General Security this evening, a note written outside of the envelope, is reported to have stated, Some things are not worth profiting from. And there was no explanation as how someone was able to pass in and out of the heavily policed UN in order to deliver the note, unseen or as to why the plans were first stolen or later returned. You might say I'm beginning to see things differently. We see the chameleon is now in a trench coat as he walks out, and it says, The End. That's the end of issue number nine of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. It's the Turtles giving the old foot soldiers the boot with their latest invention, the Cheapskate. Well, dude's on a roll. And look, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a jet. No, it's the Turtle Trooper Parachute. Sorry to drop in without calling. Bring in the knuckleheads. Uh-oh, those attack-and-grab foot machines look like real trouble for the green guy. Whoa, getting a little carried away. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. From Playmates. Hey there, Turtle fans. Check out BigCountryComics.com for the exclusives and variants that you're looking for. Featuring the art of Mike Ruth and Hugh Rookwood. You can find graded books, Funko Pops and figures, statues, even Big Country Comics exclusives. Books from Aftershock, Boom, Image, DC Comics, IDW. Everything from Swamp Thing to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle covers. You can get them raw, remarked, signed, even slabbed. Available at BigCountryComics.com. Don't forget, buy one, get one 50% off on graded books. And dudes, be sure to use our code EPICSHELL for an extra 15% off of your order. Check out BigCountryComics.com. Next up is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number 10. On this one, we feature a cover of two giant monsters. One is the yellow planarian named Worm, and the other one is Scumbug. The coloring is a bit off here, especially if you had uh, seen the action figure who was purple. Not quite the case in this one. He's orange on the cover with a green jumpsuit, and in the comic, he's actually brown. So we start off with just the, uh, the writers of this one, plotted by Dean Clarain and Ryan Brown, written by Dean Clarain, penciled by Ken Metroni, inked by Dan Berger, lettered by Gary Fields. So this is issue number 10 of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. 
So, and for the sake of this one, we'll see that Raph has decided to actually stay in his costume from the intergalactic wrestling. And we'll see that in just a minute. We start off, it says, All sorts of things find their ways into the city sewers. Manhattan sewers are a melting pot of both natural and man-made substances. Many of these man-made substances are known to be toxic to creatures diverse as small, known to be toxic to creatures as diverse as the human being. The Norwegian rat or the planarian earthworm, flatworm. Uncontrolled release of many of these toxic substances has been made illegal. However, we see that there's a rat who's looking into the water in the sewer as a planarian flatworm that's yellow swims by. It just happens to be swimming by at the exact time that Bebop and Rocksteady are dumping some toxic sludge, possibly mutagen, into the water itself in the sewers. Not everyone cares for the environment or the life around them. A few weeks earlier, See, Rocksteady, how's we don't gotta go all the way down to the EPA's toxic waste dump site? Duh, you're so smart, Bebop. As he dumps it in. Just then, we can see the Panarian as he's swimming by. Some of these dumped or spilled substances mixed with other substances, and chemicals both organic and inorganic. Few of these substances can alter even the very fabric of life itself, bringing about a radical change. The rat is scared away by the Panarian bounding out of the water. And it runs away. Back in the sewer's lair, we can see Splinter, who is watching a TV program as the turtles talk behind him. Leonardo says, So it's agreed. We explained to all to Master. And then we asked him what he makes of it all. Right, says Mike. Agreed, says Donnie. Yeah, well, Leo, you ought to be the one to ask Splinter, says Le- says Raph. I was planning on it, Raphael. Master, wait, may we interrupt your television viewing to ask a question? But of course, Leonardo. What is it you wish to ask? Master, recently we've had several odd events have happened to us, and some puzzling things said is a picture of Mary Bones and Leatherhead. Indeed, warriors of good, mourn not for Leatherhead, for while it appears you may have lost this confrontation, take heart to the knowledge that this final conflict, the victory, shall be yours. And before we had a chance to mourn Leatherhead, we met up with the wrestling on Stump Asteroid, where he chose to remain. Hold it. I don't want to return to Earth. I want to stay. Back on Earth, I'm a freak. Out here, I can be a hero. I wonder if he truly knows what it takes to be a hero, says Leonardo, talking about Leatherhead. Stump and Sling just stare on and look at them. wonder if any of them do, Master. Great, great. We've got big plans for you, Leatherhead. Big plans. Just go on with your story, Leonardo. Um... After returning from a greenhouse future Earth, we came into conflict with Wingnut and Screwloose. There's an evil brain which has in a heart which begins to weigh the consequences of its actions, of wiping out an entire species the way he has, leaving behind what can never be again. Somebody's gotta stop him, says Screwloose. And they painted us very much of a more depraved portrait of Krang than we had even imagined. And we can see on here, as the turtles were left off in their costumes by Cuddly the Cowlick. When Wingnut and Screwloose tried to escape, they were then, well, taken. Mr. Stump has shown interest in these two, so we're off to Stump Asteroid. Bye, Cuddly Cowlick! Mr. Stump has his plans! The events almost appear related. Yes, Master. Leonardo, what is your question? That's what I said two hours ago. Quiet, Raph. Master, what can we do? What is it that bothers you most? The final conf... No. Krang. I can't believe that what Krang did to Wingnut and Screwless's species. So you wish to stop Krang? Who is your only tangible lead? 
the Shredder. Is that a statement or a question? Splinter looks at Leonardo. A statement, Master. Good. It is time to search out Krang. Begin by locating the Shredder's hidden lair. See if you can pick up any leads at his sub-base. But before you go, tell me, Raphael, why do you suit yourself differently than your brothers? He references what I spoke about earlier, how he's in his black wrestling suit. My suit will be of great advantage in the dark, Master. Do you foresee the occasion when this will be necessary? It is always dark, nearly half the time, Master. You grow wise in more ways than one, Raphael. Raphael looks at Leonardo with a smug look on his face. Leonardo is not impressed. My thoughts go with you, my sons. Thank you, Master. What web is this that fates now weave? A shadow of splinter on the wall as he quotes that line. Elsewhere in Manhattan, we can see that there's an elevator with some buttons. It says, Lobby, basement, sub-basement, sub-sub-basement. Clack, clack, clack. Someone knocks on the door. We see Shredder spin around in his chair. Now who could that be? Bebop and Rocksteady have been gone for days, but they've never used the front door before. Perhaps it's finally the exterminator. You're late. Ain't we all, pal? Ain't we all just supposed to tell you where you need to get the service? Well, where you got the roaches? They're in the storage room over there. Just look at all them vermin run. This may take a good while. I don't care how long it takes. As long as you kill them all. I hate roaches. With that, he slams the door to the storage room. Insolent fool. With the man inside. Now, let's see if we can get through to Krang, says Shredder. Yes, we seem to have a bad connection, Krang. That's because I'm in transit between worlds, and the signal is probably meeting with interference from other transdimensional signals. This is a rather heavily populated sector of Dimension X. Or at least it was. <laughs> now, what is it you want, you fool? Want? I have the same question I wanted to ask of you. What do I want? Something, Saki. Something that I just know is out there somewhere. I must have it. I will leave no stone unturned in my search, Krang says to Shredder. Krang, how can I get a piece of this action? Funny you should ask. Meanwhile, huh, gotcha. Time to meet your maker, little roach boy. As he bends down to actually squish him with his fingers. Ow! The roach actually bites the, the man. Angry, he looks and follows it down into the sewer, where he slips on some water into the manhole with a splash and a blub, 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 blub. Dang, Roach Boy, gotta get to. And it looks like he may have fallen directly into the area where, earlier, Bebop and Rocksteady were dumping that mutagenic sludge. Elsewhere, beneath Manhattan, Leonardo says, Nothing. Maybe Shredder's abandoned this site since we sunk his sub here. Hmm. Raph says, Hmm. May not lead to any leads after all, says Leo. Donnie says, This isn't as bad as it seems, Leo. We know that this tunnel leads beneath Battery Park to the harbor south of you of us, which means the tunnel opposite leads north, most likely paralleling one of the city's north-south avenues above, says Donatello. And north is a direction of Times Square where we fought Bebop and Rocksteady a few days ago, says Raph. Right. And since both of those points now some somehow involve the Shredder, then why don't we scan the straight line between here and there and see what we find, says Donatello. Sounds like a plan, says Leo. Then let's do it. The turtles exit off into a side chute and go through the tunnel leading away from where the sub-base was docked. Unbeknownst to them, while they walk, a silent visitor pops up 
in the water, and you can see his back and his head. It's the yellow planarian worm that stands mutated, and he's hunting them. All of a sudden, he goes underneath the water with a sploosh. Michelangelo turns around. I think there's something in the water behind us. Better lay off the late-night slasher movies, Mikey, says Raph. No, look. You can make out a shadow beneath the water. Shh. I hear something in front of us, says Leo. It's coming closer, says Mikey and Raph at the same time. Weapons at the ready, brothers. Donatello and Leonardo stand and look at a silhouette of a roach man that is coming towards them. What we have here? <laughs> Big chirp chirp click click roach boys. It's Scumbug, the half-man, mutated half-cockroach exterminator. Everyone hold their positions until I say otherwise, says Leonardo. I click 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 like roach boys. I like click 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 to exterminate them. Just as Scumbug is about to attack the four turtles head-on, you see Worm, the planarian in yellow, comes up right behind him. No! They belong to me! The worm! He is absolutely gross. He's got two googly eyes with a little patch of brown hair on top of them. Blood-red bloodshot eyes. He's got a tongue that sticks out like a suction cup with teeth in it and, and suction discs all over him. He's got incredibly long spindly fingers that he can extend out as well. I long to suck the sweet flesh from their young bones. As he reaches out his hand and grabs on Michelangelo with an elastic grip of those tendril fingers. Leo! Donnie, low and hard, now! Donatello whacks him on the back with his bow staff. Yay! With a crack. And he releases Michelangelo straight into the arms of Scumbug. Well, hello there, green roach boy. Leo! Says Mikey. It's enough for Worm to get upset at Scumbug when he sees that he has his food. Put the food down! Then he releases that tongue, the suction cup tongue that goes and hits and hits Scumbug right dead center of the chest. Er, you wanna click click fight me? He's very surprised when it hits him dead center mass. Relax, Mike, I got you, says Donnie. Not fight you, says Worm. I'd rather eat you. There's a look of horror on Scumbug's face as he realizes what's about to happen. He reaches his hand over and grabs a hold of the tongue, and then he jumps over Worm, crashing down on top of him. And then we see the turtles as there's a crash, smash, tinkle, tinkle. Worm says, Your taste is strong. Their fight has led to some destruction in the sewer, and you can see that there's a gas leak, and also some high-voltage wires have been upset. Raph looks at Leo. What are we going to do, brother? Um, says Leo, trying to decide. Back to Worm. Like yourself, Worm will save her. <laughs> Leo and Raph say, What's that smell? We will save her every morsel. Back to the turtles. Hey, I know that smell. That's gas. They've ruptured a natural gas pipeline. Every morsel of sweet flesh, says Worm, as he has he has Scumbug wrapped in his tendrils about to eat him. And look, that's live wires. You know what that means, guys. Everyone huddle. Use the backs of your shells. They're bracing for an explosion as they duck underneath the water. Just in time, as the gas reaches the electric wires that are live, and we see a boom, big explosion that looks like it absolutely vaporizes both Worm and Scumbug at the same time. Leo catches them through the water, with his eyes just barely poking open, 
as he looks over his shoulder. We can see that after the explosion, they're none the worse for wear except for some small damage and smoke on their shells. Mike, are you alright? I'm okay, I think. Raf says, hey, what's with all the rodents? Next issue of Rat Kings and Other Things. It's pizza time. And now, in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you Pizza Time. Hey everyone, for today's Pizza Time, we're going to go to those uh, those classic villains that have showed up again, Bebop and Rocksteady. This one is called Bebop Popcorn. Bebop might have been mutated into a human warthog, but that doesn't mean he eats like a pig. This classed-up popcorn has a punch of pizza flavor that will knock you on your shelf right? Just so you know, it makes about eight cups. Ingredients, four tablespoons of unsalted butter, one small garlic clove, pressed or finely minced, two heaping teaspoons finely minced oil-packed sun-dried tomatoes, heaping one-third cup of popcorn kernels, one one and one-half tablespoons grapeseed or sunflower oil, two to three tablespoons finely grated Parmesan cheese, three-quarter tablespoon dried basil, Three, three quarters tablespoon dried oregano, one half teaspoon fine sea salt. Instructions, melt the butter in a small saucepan over medium heat. Add the garlic and cook, stirring constantly for 30 seconds or one minute, just until fragrant. Add the sun-dried tomatoes, stir well, cover, and keep warm over low heat. Place the popcorn kernels and add oil in a large saucepan or Dutch oven and toss to well coat the kernels in the oil. Cover the pan and set over medium heat. When you hear the kernels begin to pop, give the pan a good shake. Continue to cook, shaking frequently until the popping slows to three to four seconds between pops. Dump the popcorn in a large bowl. Drizzle the warm butter mixture over the popcorn and add the Parmesan cheese, basil, oregano, and salt. Toss well before serving. Lighten it up, dudes. You can skip the Parmesan and the salt. This has been your pizza time for a day. Bebop Popcorn. That's one ugly dude! It's Scumbug! The turtle exterminator! Half man, half cockroach! He's bugging Muckman, the mutated sewer worker, and his little mutie pal Joe Eyeball to join Shredder's evil foot clan! Muckman is just oozing under the pressure, but before he can answer, wing not the turtle's wacky vampire bat buddy, and his mosquito sidekick Shrewloose decide to wing it, and the roach bugs out! Talk about batting them around! From Playmates! Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. We all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. (laughs) With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. 
The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Brown's coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, the bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons. I don't know. Help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibans. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retroidoctopus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host. Of problems. Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retroidoctopus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar Podcast Networks with new episodes every Tentacle Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. Hey there, this is JB. And if you enjoy Tales from the Crypt, then check out my show, Tales from the Podcast, where myself, and usually a very special guest, sit down to discuss the TV show, the films, the animated series, as well as the original comics. So check me out every other week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, at talesfromthepodcast.com. Thanks for listening, kiddies. You're all a scream. <laughs>